All right. Hello. It's just me today. But there's quite a lot of news articles. Uh, the most important one, I think, for me is more about Twitter. Uh, the Washington Post has an article called Opening the Gates of Hell. Says what, what Musk now wants to do is revive all banned accounts, which is just what he promised not to do to turn the place into a hellscape. And um, I feel a personal responsibility here. Over the last 10 or 12 years, I've told a lot of people to join Twitter because it was the de facto social network of the security community. And to be a security professional, you had to join Twitter. And Elon Musk in the last three weeks has absolutely, totally destroyed that. Everyone in the security community, with no exception I can think of, well, I, th I finally think of one exception, but that's someone who's 40 months retired from the security community, um, has moved to infosec.exchange. Not infosec.social, as I mistakenly posted a while ago, but infosec.exchange. That's where all the action is. That So now... It is no longer of any professional value to be on Twitter for a security professional, and very likely it is a hazard. I do not trust Elon Musk's intentions or morals, and I do not trust his technical competence, and I especially do not trust the technical competence of his staff. So in my opinion, any messages on Twitter are very likely to be lost, leaked, stolen, or deliberately misused by Trump and his gang. So I highly recommend deleting all your messages, especially any direct messages. And I think for direct messages, one should use a truly encrypted platform like Signal and not use direct messages on social networks at all, but simply accept that anything you give them is public information. So um, there's quite a lot of uh, further information. There's a uh, man here who is named Dean Abedalia, who says that Elon Musk is now literally welcoming the neo-Nazis from the Daily Stormer back on Twitter who threatened to kill me, and he won a $4 million judgment from them in court for that threat, but Elon Musk is now bringing them back on. And uh, there's a, a good site called twitterisgoinggreat.com which is, of course, a reflection of the Web3 is going great. And here she talks about how after he claimed that all the, the layoffs were over, he then fired dozens of more engineers on Thanksgiving Eve and so on. So uh, mocked the shirts made by black Twitter employees having to do with the George Floyd protests and so on. You know, he's he's turning Twitter into 4chan or Getter. Um The far right stuff is who he loves. That's who he's bringing back. And when he says he's not going to make it a, a hateful hellscape, evidently he's just lying, which is absolutely true of most of the things Musk says. They are just obvious lies. Or uh, he is just stating that from his perspective of being an alt-right, far-Trumpian figure that in his point of view, the people he's letting on are quite reasonable. So uh, another thing is quite interesting. There's a Mastodon tweet up by Gossi the dog um, showing comparing the number of trackers. And the thing that surprised me is that, of course, zero ad trackers on Mastodon. And there's quite a few on Twitter and even more, quite a few on Facebook. But what surprised me is the largest number of trackers by far are on LinkedIn. So uh, that's an interesting fact. I would suspect what you're seeing here is that the number of trackers maps with the corporate professionalism of these companies are making money. And Microsoft running LinkedIn is by far the most professional. 
Facebook used to be a pretty professional ad platform, although now um, uh, Zuckerberg has been pretty much burning down Facebook with his focus on the metaverse, but he's still trying to make money as opposed to Musk, who is just destroying Twitter for no apparent reason um, with some very, very fuzzy, constantly changing pie in the sky idea of making money later after he's totally burned down everything Twitter is, it's going to rise again as PayPal. I really don't understand how that's going to work. I will observe it at a distance. Anyway, so the recommended thing that you should do is in the first place, do not delete your Twitter account if you have used it and gained any number of followers, because if you do, a spammer can take over that name and use it to attack your followers. So I will not delete my account. However, you should download your tweets, a process I'm doing now, which takes 24 hours, and then delete all your tweets. And then I would think simply stop using it. Um, I just going to leave a pinned post telling others to do the same thing because my another consideration, which is affecting me, is that Musk will presumably eventually tire of destroying Twitter. Probably within six months or a year, he will finish accomplishing whatever he thinks he's accomplishing and give up and sell it to somebody. And then perhaps it will come back and perhaps it would make sense to join it again. Although um, I think the most likely result is that by then there are alternatives like Mastodon and there's a news, news site coming up and there are others will have taken over and Twitter will just be a forgotten remnant like MySpace. But anyway... Um, I don't plan to delete my account, but just simply stop using it, and especially delete all the old tweets, which can only serve to hurt me at this point in the hands of the hateful people that will be running Twitter and dominating Twitter. Uh, so there's an article on The Guardian that is very interesting, talking about the important green technology that could save us all, which is um, precision fermentation. And I didn't know this. But if you have carefully cultured fermentation, you can generate far more food per acre, like 10,000 times more than you do by growing food in the ground. And this seems like the wave of the future. Um, I remember the common science fiction future is we'll all eat like algae or some kind of soylent or something. And so they'll have some kind of synthetic stuff they make in these fermentation tanks, which is the only way to make enough food for all the humans that will be here, especially since... We need to cover an enormous amount of the cropland with solar panels to provide the green power we need. So I think uh, that's a very interesting bit of our science fiction future. And of course, uh, presumably, um, as they improve the technology, they will grow things that are tasty and nutritious, not hideous algae, but you know, synthetic meats and synthetic proteins of various kinds that are that are tasty and nice. Uh, there's a Another article on The Guardian by Andy Timmerer is Timmerer is a woman who makes documentary films and her father became very ill and wanted to end his life in California. And she helped him end his life and made a documentary of the process and talks about the artistic vision and the various competing uh, considerations here, how to do this in a way that is not exploitive or disrespectful. And he, of course, agreed to all this. But I certainly appreciate it because it hit the press and this pointed out something I did not know, which is several years ago, California approved assisted dying, which is important to me. I've got uh, another friend of mine dying upstairs in a hospice and, um, you know, this, I'm not there yet, but the time will come. And it certainly seems to me like uh, organizing a 
reasonable time to die and just performing it intentionally is clearly the way to do it. Um, and I'm glad if they allow it in California. Now, uh, there are floating solar panels. This is another option. People are making these big uh, barge-like floating solar panel arrays in places where there is not enough land available to put up solar panels, such as Japan. You make these floating barges, and uh, that might be better. Uh, one, I wonder exactly how well they handle the difficult weather at sea. But anyway, this is certainly an option. Another option I've seen people talk about recently is orbiting solar collectors to beam the energy down. That seems crazy to me. I mean, I, I haven't done the math, but it's very hard for me to think that the amount of solar energy you get above the atmosphere, as opposed to what you get down on Earth, can possibly be enough to justify the cost. Seems to me like even if you have to make it 10 or even 100 times bigger on the surface, that was got to be much cheaper and easier to maintain. But anyway, um, putting it floating on the ocean is certainly an option in places like San Francisco, where the land value is very high, and especially Japan. All right. Uh, City College, where I work, has had huge layoffs of everybody, including tenured professors, uh, cutting the number of classes drastically and uh, greatly harming our cybersecurity program. It looks like uh, next semester, we're very close to having nobody left except me teaching cybersecurity classes, which takes us all back to the way it was 15 years ago. And uh, it's very bad for the program. And it certainly messes up my attempts to raise up people to replace me. When the, my work life comes to an end, which it must one of these days, although I don't have specific plans to retire anytime soon. But anyway, um, as a result of these drastic cuts, Moody's has rated City College finances as stable, which certainly is better than it's been in a long time. Uh, the only problem is, of course, there is no plan to ever get enough money to restore the classes. So the college will limp ahead with a very cut program. And uh, anyway... But at least at the moment, they appear to have improved the financial situation. So this may give us a better chance of passing through our next accreditation without being in so much trouble for our financial problems. Um, and vaping, you know, when vaping first became popular about eight years ago, I thought this is great. We should encourage it because it's got to be better than smoking. And it might be better than smoking, but then there were some serious problems of lung problems with certain vape cartridges that had some toxic chemical in them. And now there's another one. They say vaping causes tooth decay, which I didn't see that coming. But apparently the ones that are sweet flavored are filling your mouth with a sort of steam full of sugar. And that's putting the sugar on your teeth in a way that's bad differently even than eating sugar. So that's another consideration. And there is a universal flu vaccine now. It has been developed. There are articles in science.org showing that they have synthesized the vaccine, figured out how it works. It targets all 20 known variations of influenza, and they have tested it in mice and ferrets, and it does protect them from all 20 forms of influenza. So that sounds wonderful. Uh, there's no statement here of when the human trials are coming, how long before humans can use it, but hopefully that will come along. And uh, so we may have a universal flu vaccine, and I would imagine pretty soon a universal COVID vaccine, and that would certainly be very welcome. Uh, in fact, the Washington Post has another article about China's problems. China is having huge COVID outbreaks in Beijing, tens of thousands of people infected, 
And again, they're trying to lock everything down, but the people of China are rebelling and climbing over the fences and protesting as they enter the third year of these extreme lockdowns that are a great hardship, and yet they will not approve the mRNA vaccines. They, The government is just stubbornly refusing to approve it, so they're continuing to use their Sinovac and other vaccines, which do not work. Um, they don't quote it here, but previous studies I've seen said that three shots of Sinovac have a 30% chance of stopping COVID, which is pretty pathetic. It'll still save some lives. And also, apparently, most of the elderly are still not vaccinated in China. So um, by not actually vaccinating the elderly and not allowing the virus to spread among the young, the vast population has no immunity at all. And they got no effective control but all these lockdowns. And uh, as they say, since the rest of the world has pretty much abandoned lockdowns and accepted a steady level of COVID, uh, COVID's going to be constantly coming in and have outbreaks, and they'll just constantly have to keep locking everything down. So um, unless they want to adopt a uh, complete isolation from the world, like under Chairman Mao, it does seem like they need to change their policy in China. Their current policy seems designed to just make COVID go on forever and make the economic disruption go on forever. And uh, there's a letter signed by many organizations and cybersecurity experts complaining about the UK's online safety bill. This is the same thing that the uh, FBI and other government agencies are constantly trying to do in the US where it's going to scan everybody's social media accounts to see if they're doing something the government doesn't like. And they point out that this will break end-to-end -end encryption, which is the thing the government's always trying to get rid of. The NSA's goal is to have a no-bus system, nobody but us. They want to have a secret backdoor into cryptography that they can use, but nobody else can use. But normal law enforcement agencies like the FBI want to get in, and they don't usually have access to the kind of powerful tools the NSA has. So they would just want to weaken encryption so every cop can just get into your stuff. And that means every crook can get in there too. And, and that's the point of this. And so the crypto wars continue as they have been going on for decades, as the privacy advocates advocate for strong end-to-end -end encryption, and the law enforcement pushes for basically no encryption at all so they can get in. And uh, I certainly think the privacy advocates are correct. I use Signal. I highly recommend everybody use Signal. Signal is encrypted by Moxie Marlinspike, one of the world's leading cryptographers, and you can trust it as much as anything, an American company. So it's good for Americans to use. It does not hand your data to a foreign country and encrypts your stuff end to end. So you can chat with high degree of confidence that nobody is going to see what you say except the people at the ends. And of course, anybody that's compromised one of the endpoints. If they've hidden a camera in your room or put malware on your sending device, then of course they can see your stuff because they can see it as you type it in. But it's not going to be stolen off the wire. And that's about as much security as cryptography can give you. So anyway, those are the news articles that I found interesting. And uh, we'll record another one of these on Tuesday.